the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings investments in your retirement on the Max Out Savings Show. Our show was all about saving money and building up wealth over the long term. Uh, And our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. And you start by that, by by putting away money in your your plan. We're coming up on year end. Now's the time when sometimes you can change up your your plan, start, start, uh, sign up for the 401k if you haven't already done it. also, you can increase the valuation. I mean, increase the the amount you're putting away in every for every paycheck. So if if you're at three or four percent, bump it up to five or six percent. Look, I understand times are tough out there, but uh, with inflation and everything, but 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 people are getting raises. Uh, things are doing well, and so take advantage of that and put away that money. <laughs> Build up the wealth for retirement. That is the key. Save aggressively invest conservatively. Now, we, we've got a lot to talk about here on the show today. It's uh, it, it, it's quite a bit. I'm getting a little bit of feedback uh, when, I, when I'm talking into the mic. Could you double-check the settings? Let me, let me see here. Bear with me just a second. Let's see where we're at. We can improve this just a touch. Uh, the, so, so anyway, so what we're looking at here is, is a... Uh, it is, it is. So where do we go from here? Uh, look, looking at the markets, uh, it, 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 it's not been a good year uh, for a lot of people. Hopefully, you've been listening to this show. Hopefully, you've been paying attention to the importance of having a defensive plan in place. Understand that, that, that it's a different world, and you just can't sit in the S&P 500, the 60-40 split, and and just things go up forever. I mean, it, it's not it's not been a good year for many many sectors of the market. Uh, the, the number one sector was was so far has been commodities. I mean, commodities is up substantially year to date. Uh, we, we talked about commodities as soon as the war started in Russia. We, we we liked commodities before that, but as soon as that war broke out with Russia and the Ukraine, we were we were all over that on the show, telling you that this is going to be bullish for oil and gas. For grains, uh, agriculture. Uh, we laid out. The, I remember we laid out the case of percentages of of, of oil and gas and aluminum and, and and wheat that came from the Ukraine from Russia. We we wrote about that in our free max up savings report, which we send out once a month. Uh, say, look, this is this is going to be a problem. They're big. They're big producers of this, and so the the, the war on Ukraine is going on. It's really an energy war. I mean, it really is. The Russians are big producers of energy. They get about eighty percent of their GDP from energy, and the you know, evidently, oil and gas is still in the doghouse. And uh, you know, with the global economic forum, and so they've been pushing this war with Russia, and and. and uh, you know, we we said at the time we viewed it as a mistake. We still view the whole thing as a mistake. We think we should have peace talks, and uh, you know, the Biden administration. I mean, they think this is a good opportunity to, to, to you know shut down a good portion of the world's energy production and make the the transition to the, you know to this new world uh, order of of uh, you know solar wind. Uh, I 
I think people are suffering around the world. Thousands of people are dying. I mean, I, I you know, but <clears throat> it is what it is. And we said before we didn't think it was going to end well. We said we thought there was going to be a war ahead of time because we felt like really they wanted a war. And uh, and, and so here we are. So we said, look, this is going to be this is going to be very bullish for commodities. Commodities have done well. Uh, the the uh, the dollar is going up. I mean, people are free, fleeing to safety. I mean, look at Europe. Europe is paying sky high prices. In some cases, ten times the price of electricity. People are chopping down uh, uh, trees to, to keep their homes. It, it, they're suffering. I mean, uh, Volkswagen's got a brand new battery plant over there to make for electric cars. They said, "Look, this thing is, is basically. It, we might have to shut it down because uh, energy costs are so expensive." Well, the reason they're expensive is because you're engaged in this ridiculous energy war with Russia, and maybe we should have peace talks, and maybe people of Europe and the rest of the world won't have to suffer. But, but uh, so, so people are going, well, look, I don't want to be in Europe. I mean, Europe, Europe is going to de-industrialize de- de- because they can't afford, their factories can't afford the energy over there since, since the, the, so, so the people are going, well, I'm going to go, uh, let's go where it's safe. Let's go to the United States. Oil and gas uh, uh, is up 7%. I mean, the stocks are up much more than that. The dollar's up 10%. Cash was up about 1.1%, and it's growing every day. Again, cash is good. Uh, S&P 500 down 14.2%, I mean, 14.4%. I mean, that's after a big rally. It was down close to 28% at one time. It's been disastrous. Uh, investment grade bonds down 17%. This is year to date. They were a lot, down a lot worse. Uh, government bonds down 18%. Uh, cryptos down uh Crypto's down 67% year to date. And again, if you didn't know what you were doing, if you weren't paying attention, uh, you know, if, if you didn't understand the world has changed, if you couldn't look at supply chain issues, if you couldn't look at a war uh, uh, with, with Ukraine and Russia, we, we, we were talking, this is a wartime economy. People had no idea. Like, we didn't know. We thought the markets go up every year, and you just invest in the S&P 500, and Everything is wonderful. No, that's not the way it works. Go back and look at the 70s, study the late 60s, study the 70s. Look at the 1930s, you know, similar cases in many cases fit there. I mean, there's been different times in history. The world is always changing, and you've got to be able to adapt. And what, what, we, what we came out of this, 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 this in the last two years with this inflation and supply chains and wars and everything else is, 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 is many money managers, many investment managers, it, it, they, they, they've been completely unable to adapt to the new world. And so we're trying to bring these, these things to you. Uh, interesting uh, story here. The, uh, let me see something just a second. It, the REITs are down 24% year to date. And, and uh, that that is just – that's one of the, the – the, uh, the worst performances out there, in, uh, in, 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 and so what's going on there? A couple things. The REITs are, are have been hurt, which is real estate investment trust. Uh, you, they they've been hurt by higher couple things. Remember, all real estate is funded by interest. Uh, you know, by borrowing. And so interest rates have gone up. This has been the biggest, it's been a, the worst, depending on on what what benchmark you use, the worst year for realist, for, for, for interest rates, for bonds, since the 1970s, or some people say in the last 100 years. And so, it, and it's like, well, why was that headed? Really, what, the answer is because the Federal Reserve had rates close to zero when this whole thing started. And even even uh, short term rates bottomed at like a ten year rates bottomed at point five percent back in twenty twenty. So even even after that, they were going up just a little bit. And so what you were really dealing with is you're getting. Ver- Remember, what is your return on, on a bond? It, it it it's basically the interest. If you know if if I give somebody a thousand dollars for a bond and they give me two percent interest, I I get back you know, twenty bucks. Year, uh, if if I, if I if I get five percent, I get fifty dollars back a year. But it, it, keep in mind, back in twenty twenty, the the rates were, were were much much lower. And looking at the at the at the, it was at point five percent, point 
it was under 1% in, uh, at the beginning of 2021 it started. So you're only getting back 1% a year. So the problem is, is you're getting no return at all. So, so when these bonds started going against you, rates went from 0.5% up to 4.5%. Up to that means you're losing on a 10-year bond 4% year. The, the big drops, it yields you're not getting any return. So, so, so interest rates have gone up. This has hurt the real estate market. Now, BlackRock, this week, a big story came out. BlackRock, not confused with, uh, with Blackstone, but BlackRock uh, has a $69 billion read out there. And they basically have gated it. And what that means is, is that they're, they're, they're limiting, they're, they're limiting uh, redemptions on the fund. And this is a big fund. It's one of the biggest REITs out there. It, it, and and if, you, if you buy a REIT on the New York Stock Exchange, you can sell it the next day or that afternoon if you want. But these are private REITs. And so what's happening is we're gating them now. And so this is, this is a negative thing for the real estate market. This means there's a bunch of sellers out there and there are people are trying to get out there like, look, we can't unload all this real estate because we don't have the cash to do it. So, so this is a negative for, for real estate. I think next year is going to be – I think real estate's continue to decline next year. You've got office buildings that can't fill up because people don't want to go back to work. They prefer to stay at home. And uh, in, in addition, the interest rates have gone up, and, and that's also hurt the cap rates, which is your capital return rates on them. So everything is in mortgage rates have gone up for people buying houses. And, and so this is, this is something that I think we're going to continue to see happen. But, but one of the big stories this week that you haven't heard much about has been the the, the, the gating of the Blackstone uh, REIT, uh, and and this is we'll have to see where this goes and do other companies do this, uh, but but the problem when everybody wants their money back at the same time, and just, there's just not enough, the market is just isn't there for it. So so we'll see what happens there. But but for 2023, and we're working on our outlook for 2023. We're working on where, where we put the investments for 2023. We've already made some made some moves earlier. We 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 eased out our bonds back. Seems to be the thing done. Uh, but 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 the question is is I think you're going to see a decline and continued decline in real estate is going to be the big stories. So anyway, that's something to see there. Uh, now uh, I. I I, I can't help but mention uh, Black, Black, Black Rock. In, in Black Rock, as longtime listeners to Max Out Savings Show say, we have been huge critics of Larry Fink in Black Rock. Uh, Larry Fink said he was going to quote, D, the Black Rock is the largest bond investor in the world. I think at one time they had like $7 trillion worth of funds. And, and he put out a letter saying he was gonna def, they were going to defund the oil and gas sector, uh, try to choke off credit, and choke off credit to states that produce oil and gas like Texas. It was a direct threat to the state of Texas by Larry Fink and Black Rock. It said, look, this is profoundly un-American dangerous is going to lead to energy shortages. We said you want to buy the oil and gas sector and you want to stay away from BlackRock and you want to boycott BlackRock. Well, uh, Governor DeSantis put $2 billion away from BlackRock funds this week, and it's going to continue to accelerate as people pull money out of BlackRock and get and get away from it because nobody wants, nobody wants some woke uh, corporate uh, uh, company out there dictating how they live their lives uh, and dictating policy in the United States of America. And, and so the same thing, we saw the, the, the CEO of, of Disney resign uh, last week. Again, a woke corporation uh, trying to, take, you know, trying to, they, they went to battle with, with, again, Governor DeSantis again and insisted that, 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 you know, kindergartners and first graders need to be taught sex education about transvestites, which is appalling. And it's the same thing. The American people do not want corporate America mandating policy in the United States of America. And so we're seeing, again, big pushback. Uh, uh, he's the CEO of Disney's out. They brought back Bob Iger. Iger's like, look, we don't want any battles with Florida, and we're trying to get out of politics. That, that's going to be a, a, a theme going forward. People are fed up with, with corporate America on this, and so you're starting to see some big changes. Again, the money continues to pour out of BlackRock. BlackRock has been a 
global job managing money this year. They've had huge losses uh, in, in their bond-managed portfolio. And rather than paying attention to the markets, they, they try to engage in social engineering, woke politics, and, and, and millions of people have lost trillions of dollars at BlackRock, and it's going to continue to get worse. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break right after this uh, quick break. We'll be right back. If you've got any questions or comments, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer but I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. You're talking savings, investments, and your retirement uh, here. The, uh, a, a couple things. So, so we're just talking about the, the different the the uh, it's it's been a very volatile year, a very tough year for the markets. You had to be you had to be very targeted in your investments, it, and I, you had to have a defensive plan in place. You had to understand the world was changing, it, it, and so. We've been fortunate this year. I mean, knock on wood, but very fortunate actually. And, and hopefully, you, you try to adopt some of these ideas, you know, to help yourself out with it and to kind of protect yourself in this world today. Uh, we we put out a report called the Max Up Savings Report. We write a lot about these issues. We've really done a lot of. We had some really good reports come out. Uh, we're not always correct, of course, but. But but we have we you know when that war broke out with Russia we told you what was going to happen ahead of everybody else uh, we, we when, the, when the pandemic hit back in January of, of 2020 Feb, early early February uh, we we were all over it before we even most people even knew what the Wuhan virus was we said this was going to cause shortages we've caught the inflation so we bring a lot of this stuff to the table you. You can get a copy of our free Max Out Savings Report, which just simply means you're on the list. We send it to you once a month. It's completely free. Just go to maxoutsavings.com. And so, so the question is, is you know, what do we do going forward? I, I, I think, I think next year is going to be a very choppy year. Uh, I, I think, I think we're going to, the economy is going to slow some. But, but, but as we've been saying, the, the, the problem. 
everybody is running into is they're sitting there looking at all their information and they're going back and they're comparing the last 20 last year to the last 20 years and they're doing little regression analysis and, and it's all great well the problem is you have to look at long-term history you have to look at things when things are changing people are pretty good at detecting small changes and understanding them even media but when there's a Big changes happening. When those things are out there, people have a harder time processing and understanding the world is changing. And I think that's where we're at right now. I, I, I think we, we've gone through, as we've talked about in this show, we, you know, we, we have been a massive critic of the, of, of, the, of the job losses, of the factory losses, and the technology losses coming through China for the last 15 years in the Max Out Savings Show. But that is finally reversing. It was costing us probably about 1% to 1.5% of GDP per year China was taking off. You know, China virtually went – they went like 20 years with no recession. I mean, it was all great. You know, the factories were pouring in there. You know, they were stealing our technology. Uh, it was just unbelievable. It, 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 and so that those factories are starting to come back to the United States. The, uh, you know, I, I, the uh, – they're, you know, they have to be in the right place, and you know we're starting to get semiconductor plants. And I was talking to some about. Remember the big Apple facility up in Wisconsin? They put it up there because uh, House Speaker, uh, what was it, Ryan Paul Ryan, you know, convinced them to put it up there. Well, then they realized that they couldn't make the things profitable up there. You need that. You, you you have to have a whole bunch of different things. Well, you can make things much more profitable in Texas because there's a technology base around it. And and, and so we're you know we're putting in numerous semiconductor factories in, in Austin and Taylor, Texas, uh, different parts of the, uh, Sherman, Texas, I believe. Uh, but but we, we've got we've got the there has to be a certain amount of synergistic ability, you know, to, 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 to put everything together. And in Wisconsin, it just wasn't there. But in Texas, it is. So we're seeing factories come back here. We're seeing auto factories come to Georgia or or we're, we're seeing uh, semiconductor plants going to Phoenix, Arizona, uh, out to Texas, some to Ohio, uh, it, it, but 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 this is these are coming back here. So it's a fundamentally changing economy. We've gone for the last 25 years of 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 basic of of supply of no supply issues whatsoever. You just you know get as many as you want from China. And the factories, you know, they had factories here. They had factories in China. There was excess capacity everywhere. It, it and. Uh, it was it's really fantastic i mean you could just order things and they would come in uh you know you didn't even need warehouses i mean we we'd reached the point in the united states of america that you did not even need warehouses you didn't even need working capital really you could just you know the stuff would just come in the night before the, all the products would pull up on uh, uh you know either they'd come in on trucks or trains to the factory they they'd make you know they put everything stock the shelves and in the morning they'd make all the cars and then they'd go you know and then the next night another one come in well, now, now we have cars sitting in parking lots because they can't get chips for the GPS system or something else. It, 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 and people are going back to, wait a minute, inventory, what is that? Uh, warehouse, we didn't, do we have a warehouse person? No, we don't stock inventory. Well, we're a, we're a, a $25 billion company. Yes, sir, but we don't need to. It, which is, all our inventory is on boats. It's on boats or airplanes coming in perfectly timed, and it's all great. Well, that world's gone. It's it, it's gone. It's gone with COVID. It's gone with with with, with the with with the uh, with the, the disputes with with China. We've now realized that they're, they're taking our products. They're taking factories. They're taking our jobs. And, and so what we have is a situation where we're coming in, and, and now those factories are coming back here because we can't get the supplies. So there's shortages of different things. And some of these lead times, some of the lead times are, you know, maybe 24, 36 months. So you've got to have extra stuff just in case something goes wrong. What if the factory, if the factory's in Taiwan or China, we end up with war with China, we're cut off. Look at Apple. Apple's in trouble. Okay. So anyway, to, to summarize, it's a different world. So yes, the economy is going to slow some next year, but the factories are still going to come back. What we're seeing with workers is the workers, yeah, you know, the, 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 the wages continue are continue to rise. Now people are using the, the you know the work not as many hours, but nobody wants to let their workers go because they can't rehire them, and so they're going to do everything they can to keep them in line. Anyway, let's take a call. Welcome to the Max Show. Hey Ted, uh, you know I'm glad you're talking about uh, wages and unemployment. 
But, you know, unemployment is really uh, just a fake number. The number we really need to focus on is workforce participation. At 62.1%, you're never going to have enough people to fill the jobs. And so it's just a total smoke and mirrors that our economy is booming that much when you have 37.9% of the uh, working age population not working. And, uh, you know, we need to get past that until we can, that way we can improve this economy. That's all I had. Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's the problem because but the hard thing is to sit there and actually convince them that, uh, convince people to come back to work. It, and, and I think the inflation is going to, is going to push some more people back into the work workplace. But, but the, but it, 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 in a normal economy in the past, you just let the workers go. Oh, things are slowing down. We're just, you know, we're, we're going to do layoffs. Well, this, right now what you're seeing happen is a lot of people are like, well, we're slowing down. But it's like, you know, should we do layoffs? And they're like, we might not get these people back. And so it makes it much – the economy is going to be more stable going forward. But it, it, we are definitely going to see a slowdown, but you're not going to just see the massive, massive layoff. Because people are, are going to be real reticent because they're not going to be, as you point out, there's only 60-something percent of the pe- people working, so we're shortage on workers. So, so that's what makes it tough. That, that's what makes this a different world. The factories are coming back. The, they're, they're, they're reshoring the factories. Or maybe they just want to say, look, tell you what, why don't we just put a quarter of the production here in the United States? And, and, and that way, at least if something goes wrong, we've got some production here. We're not put out of business. And so – it's a different world. So, so, so that's what we're doing. At the same time, we're dealing with with shortages of commodities, uh, it, uh, copper, you know, copper, aluminum. We're we're just now starting to transition to electric cars, it, 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 and even now we're running out of lithium. You know, what's going to happen when they, all these cars are, are being charged up? Somehow you've got to have bigger, more capacity in your, in your lines. You've got to have the more generation capacity. You're going to need more copper. You're going to, you got to, for the motors, you're going to need copper for the wires. You're going to need copper aluminum for the wiring. You're going to need aluminum for the, you know, you want to make the car as light as possible. You're going to use more aluminum than steel. All of these things, the same with silver, you use that for, for solar power. Uh, that to line the solar uh, systems, all of these things, uh, uh, the, the wind turbines, everything needs different types of commodities. And as soon as China restarts, most likely starting uh, March of next year, that you're going to see things pick up. It, 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 and so commodities should hold up reasonably well. Again, this is much similar to the 70s where you have shortages of things uh, and you're going to have more volatility in the economy. That's what we think we're going to see. Now then, a couple other things we, I wanted to just touch base on. Uh, oh, is uh, coming in year end, which means you have required RMDs. And what is an RMD? It's required minimum distribution. If you if you're over the age of seventy two and a half, they've raised the number. You have to start taking out funds out of your uh, out of your IRA account, your IRA rollover, it, 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 and so. The first year you have till September, uh, to, I'm sorry, April 1st of the next year to take the RMD out. If you don't take out your RMD, it's a 50% penalty. So we'll work at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're working on that. Uh, we tend to take them out at the year end. There is, there's a theory you should take them out at, at the beginning of the year. Uh, I, I mean, I think this is something a lot of people learn. I mean, again, we haven't had that problem. We've done quite well this year. But but you know there is a case for taking out at the beginning of the year, particularly with the volatility in the market going forward uh, with it. Now, a couple things on RMDs. You can take out the RMD from if you've got two or three IRA accounts. You can take you can take all of them. You can take whatever's required from each account. You can also take out uh, all of it from just one account. And so you have a lot of flexibility with your RMDs. You can take them. They have to be taken out the year. You know, with the exception of the first year you turn 72 and a half, they have to be taken out that year by the year end. And it's calculated at the beginning of the year. So so you take it out and then you can take out, you can decide which account to take it out. So there is some flexibility. And if you have an inherited IRA, you, you recently, if you've inherited the new ones, you have to have the money out within 10 years. Again, <clears throat> that requires a, a lot more tax planning. If you've inherited an IRA, 
beneficiary IRA, you've got to get the money out within 10 years. The problem is, is that can really run taxes up. And so you want to be, if you've inherited an IRA, what do you do in that type of situation? Okay, you take a look at it. You you maybe really ramp up if 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 if, uh, if you say you inherit a hundred thousand dollar IRA, you got to take out ten thousand dollars a year. Well, one thing you could do is just increase your your four hundred one k contributions that uh, ten thousand dollars for the year. Yeah, your percentage is up. So so with, with that, when you take that hit on the RMB, it just goes into the into the four hundred one k plan and it's a wash. So understand if you if you do if you do inherit an IRA you got you got it they're pretty aggressive schedule now of, of you know within 10 years and so you want to do a lot more tax planning it's really I won't say a lot more tax planning but but you want to understand this is going to run your tax thing up but keep in mind you got that ten thousand dollars you had to take out so what do you do with it if you stick it into an IRA if you stick it into your into your 401k plan it's a wash and you don't pay any more taxes on it. And so understand that. Otherwise, remember, every dollar that comes out of the IRA and a beneficiary IRA, that's coming out of your top marginal bracket. So whatever your top bracket is, that's what you're paying on the, on, the, on that money. So you want it, if you can reduce it, you want to try to do that. So coming up on RMDs, they have to be done by the year end, unless it, it's your first year of age 72 and a half, or uh, the first years you've inherited the, the IRA. It's required minimum distribution, and you can also you can also take money and, and oftentimes pay it directly into a charity from the IRA, and this this could reduce your your adjusted gross income as well. So so there's different ways you can do it. If you need some help, talk to your advisor on the RMDs. And, and again, for I know we got a lot of clients that listen to us. We're still working on getting the RMDs out, so you're going to be hearing from us over the next week or so. Required minimum distributions. So that, 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 that's one other thing. The, again, we've got your RMDs coming on year end. You, you, have you taken a look at, at your, are you, is your savings rate correct for the 401ks? You can put away more money this year. They, they, they've raised the amounts up on that. Uh, are, are you putting away enough money? Uh, so it's going to go from uh, from 20500 up to 22500 next year. And plus, you've got your uh, $7,500 uh, uh, additional amount if you're over the age of 50. So, so, so now you want to be doing your year-end planning for next year. And a couple things. I mentioned age 50. The age between age 50 and 65 is when most people, they're making the most money. It, it, they can put away the most. A lot of they, their house is paid for. They've got a bunch of. They have the furniture. They, you know, hope that with the exception of the kids' college, most of your basics are taken care of. That's when you really. It gives you 15 years, assuming you retire at 65, uh, to really put away a lot of money. And that, that's when you really want to ramp up your savings. We, we find most people are behind in their 50s, and then when they, if they just hit it hard, they can really get it because that's your peak, that's your peak earnings time. And, and so use those to your advantage. And if you're behind, don't, don't just stick your head in the sand. Go in there, make some changes to your plan. Uh, it's coming on year end, and now's the time to do that. So those are some things. You're in planning. Uh, it, it, you know, get ready. It's like, like I said, we're doing a lot of work looking at, at, at where we're going to go next year uh, with, with, with our stuff. Uh, you know, it, 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 I think it's going to be very interesting. And so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens from there. Uh, and we plan to keep you guys informed. We're, you know, get the newsletter uh, and listen to the show. You can also catch the podcast on, on uh, 1070's website. Uh, just go to podcast there. You can catch us as well. And remember, we're also on it uh, Sundays at uh, 7 a.m. as well. There's, you know, we're, we're probably the top show on the, on the station and the weekends now. And so uh, there's a lot of ways to catch the show. And we, we're also on Twitter now, backing up uh, Elon Musk. But by the way, fascinating story on Twitter. Uh, so let's take a quick break. And we'll be right back after this right here on the Max Out Savings Show. David left his taxi in the bottom of a bean town Said this whole world's full of chances And this is one I gotta take And so he caught the line to Nashville To finally find his break 
If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the BG Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. On Radio.com, this is AM 1070, The Answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. A fascinating tweet by Elon Musk. I mean, he's, 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 he's releasing the Twitter files and showing how the Democrats basically were, were pressuring Twitter and the rest of the tech companies to eliminate any talk of negative to Joe Biden and to, you know, basically to rig the election. But he said something interesting. He, he said that uh, uh, he's talking about Sam Bankman-Fried, uh, SBF at, at FTX, did the, the big bankruptcy. It, it, it was it, – it, he, so Sam Bankman-Fried was the, the, the second or third biggest giver to the Democratic Party, supposedly gave like $30, $30 million. It, but, but it's interesting. Yeah, Elon Musk uh, tweeted, that's just publicly disclosed number. His actual support for the Democratic election probably is over a billion dollars. Where The money went somewhere. Where did it go? That, that's a fact. Now, I'm not sure about the billion dollars, but, but that's a real concern. And the question is, was the whole thing just a complete fraud to, to, to fund the Democratic Party and, and, and basically to give uh, crypto a black eye so it could, it could, it could be uh, it could be regulated? And, and you know, and that, that that's, whole thing is really pretty weird. It was really strange that the, the New York Times CNBC deal book where they interviewed the guy and they're clapping for him. I mean, th- th- this guy is a, is a thief. And, and, and people have lost billions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of people. I think it might be a million. It's an enormous number of people lost huge amounts of money from this guy. And a lot of the money ended up going into the Democratic Party, which is so I, I think that's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I, a couple of things. As we've been saying is, look, the, this is a very volatile world we're dealing with. When we say the, econ- the economy, we don't think the economy is going to go off a cliff. We think it's going to muddle through. That doesn't mean we think it's going to be very volatile next year. Uh, we, we, we think there's going to be real issues with the dollar. We think there's going to be real issues with, 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 with the tech sector 
with, with a number of different things with, with some of the real estate sector. And I think it's going to be important to navigate through those. It, it, and so, uh, you know, and we're starting to see, you know, if, if you look at it this week, the the gold market was up 3.7%, and, and, and silver was up, we're not in silver here, silver's up 8.5% this week. And so, again, we think we think those that's, that's going to be one of the real kind of bellwethers out there. Uh, and, and the dollar continues to fall. It's down about 1.2%. As we said, as soon as the dollar starts falling, which it's been doing, the precious metals have started to really react well. And now that crypto... Okay. Well, I'll just wrap. Now that the crypto is down so much, the only thing left is going to be the precious metals, and and I, and I think I think they're going to do very well next year. And this is going to be something we're going to watch. It's all tied to the dollar, and so hopefully you've been kind of following us, and and we'll try to keep you up to date on this. Well, uh, welcome to the Max Out Safe. Yes, I've got kind of a. I guess it's a crazy question um, with. I know China, and then there's another, I think it might be UK, big countries that are used to buy a lot of our U.S. treasuries. Now they're not buying them, they're selling them all off. How does that, there's a lot of American citizens now, of course, buying treasuries because of the interest rates are up, but is it more risky now? What if nobody, if everybody's, these countries are selling all these billions of dollars and nobody's buying it? Does that make it less risky? I mean, more risky for the average person buying treasuries. That's a that's a great question. Uh, I, I, a couple points on that. The yes, it does. It, it, and the problem that we're over thirty trillion dollars in debt be, be, it becomes you know how do we fund all of this stuff? Right. And now, now the, the positive is is as, as we talked about. I'm looking at the chart of the of the ten years going from point zero five percent up to three point five now. But, but shorter-term bonds, the the uh, the the one-year Treasuries right now are. Let me let me pull those things up. I think it's about four and a half, four point six. Yeah, yeah, four point four point six nine percent. So yes, that is risky. But if you go look, well, I'll just hold my Treasuries for one year and get four point six nine, even if rates go up. Four point six nine. So that's a good opportunity. So there, so I think the, the I think I think the shorter term uh, treasuries are the safest and best bets. We're in long term treasuries because we we think the rates are going to come down some. We're not going to stay very long term in them because the minute people think this inflation is going to come back or some crisis strikes, then then I think you can see the rates go back up again. So I'd be more cautious. With the, and we're in the TLT, which is uh, simply because we can get in and out of it quickly uh, because of that. So, so your best opportunity is short-term bonds. This is something we're going to find out in the future because the liquidity is not quite there in the Treasury market right now. It's being supported by a lot of people just taking advantage of higher yields. Yeah. So, what you would say then is a one-year Treasury might be a little more risky, but it's not as risky as putting it in the stock market. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's look, it's not bad. It, you know, your 4.69% uh, is not bad for a super safe investment. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, now, people will say that you're losing money because of inflation, but look, uh, the S&P is down 14.4%. A lot of others are a lot worse, so you're still ahead of the game. Good call. Thank you. Uh, uh, caller, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Hi. Hello? Um, Really appreciate your great information and just everything you're sharing. We've been listening to your commodities advice and what you were just talking about a little bit ago. You're considering purchasing physical gold, and what would you recommend, either the bullion, coins, or both? We've been getting a lot of mixed advice. Uh, I would go with the coins because they're uh, they're breakable into smaller amounts, since you can use smaller sizes on that. And there are also people understand uh, uh, bigger bigger things have to be assayed, like a like a one ounce ingot or a ten ounce ingot or a hundred uh, or a kilo bars. Sometimes they have to be assayed, whereas the coins don't. And so the coins are your your best way to go. Either the American eagles or the Canadian maple leaves. You know the, the the gold coins are, are 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 the best way to go on those. Great, great. And 
One of the things we were considering, either from a local or online, um, and again, the, the online, there's lots of different um, companies out there. Um, do you have any recommended companies to work with? Yeah, I, I tell you, U.S. Coin here, I think they're on I-10. They, they, do, they do a pretty good job uh, in uh, Monex, uh, M-O-N-E-X, dot uh, com on the internet. Also, they, they they do a good job as well. Uh, th- those are probably the two two best I would recommend. Uh, by the way, I also would not buy n- numismatic coins. You know, special you know uh, collector value coins. I would just go with the with the American Eagles, the the Canadian Maple Leafs, the Krugerrand, the, the the basic coins when it comes to it. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Thanks. It's good. Good call. And yeah, I mean that. I I, I do think it's gonna uh, the precious metals, gold and silver, are gonna do well. I, it, by the way, when it comes to the silver coins, I'd probably go with the Maple Leafs, the 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 the, the uh, American Eagle silver coins have a big premium because it's, it, the people can put them in IRA accounts along with the gold eagles and, and there's 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 a big premium so I would go something like a Maple Leafs or something that has less premium on that on the silver side. But anyway, good good call. Thank you. So so we think we think that's going to do well. So so what's what are the going to be the big things that's going to happen next year? The U.S. economy is going to slow some. Real estate market's going to slow. China has to it's going to have to reopen. Look, we saw what what our economy did when we finally reopened. Well, you got a billion Chinese that are pretty fed up staying at home. That's real clear. You know, Xi Jinping, they're going to try to. You know they're going to start loosening things up. I, they already announced that if you if you got the COVID, you can stay in your home and isolate there. They're going to start doing that. They're going to kind of little by little open up more because people want to get out in China as well. That's going to increase the, the demand for oil and gas. That's going to increase the demand for for other products there as well. So so I I do think it, it, it's going to be kind of a, a muddle through thing. And I think what I think is going to happen next year, I think we're going to see some surprises. I don't know if it's going to be the Ukraine-Russia war. Okay, uh, uh, real quickly, the Russia-Ukraine war, which I, I, I still think is much more dangerous than people realize. China invading Taiwan or some European banks have problems. But but we are going to see some interesting issues. Ted, let's take another call. Welcome to the Max Up. Uh, good morning. Yes, I had a question. Uh, I understand that the that that for 2022 tax year, that the charitable $300 tax credit will not be available. Is that true? Uh, let me. You know, I was going to check on that this morning, and uh, let me see here. Uh, that's the. Uh... That's for this year, the 2022 uh, tax year. Uh, yeah, uh, it was my understanding that 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 did not get renewed, so taxpayers are not going to be able to get the three hundred dollar tax credit. That uh, you know, I, I think I, it's a little late we, for, for see here. Congress and them to 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 do anything. They're almost going to be going on holiday vacation. Yeah, that's the QCD. Uh, let me see here. You know, I was going to check on that. Bear with me, just see if I can pull that up. Okay, if you're over the age of 70 and a half, you can give $100,000 tax-free in the form of the qualified charitable uh, distribution from your IRA account. Well, yeah, no, but but what my understanding was is that each year so far that uh, charitable, you could could get a tax credit of $300 for contributing a, a credit, not deduction, a credit. Oh no no I th- I think you can the, the only one is you have to be over over the 70 and a half uh to get the, get the uh, qualified charitable distribution but that that's still there I the other one is not Yeah the the $300 tax credit has gone away is that right Yes yeah Yeah cuz it it was in place for 2021 but apparently at least from what I my understanding was is that that $300 tax credit that just about everybody can claim uh, will not be available for this 2022 year. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not as sure on that one. But I don't think it is. But 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 the, but the, the the QCD, which is a qualified charitable distribution, and let's say you want to give ten thousand dollars to your church. So rather than taking ten thousand dollars out of your IRA, this is what we're talking about, and then writing a check, you can you can have the 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 advisor or your your custodial firm send me a check over to you know uh, Second Baptist in the amount of ten thousand dollars directly from your IRA. And what that does is is then it doesn't show up on your adjusted gross income but you can that's up to a hundred thousand dollars right right yeah but, okay. but, 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 but thank you was, yeah that's not the one i'm asking about though okay yeah no i'm not as sure on the other one there okay. if i if i can find anything i'll let you know or i'll get some on the next show okay fine thank you thanks <clears throat> D. so anyway, what, do we, what do we have we, we've got a the market's had a good, a good move up in here. It, 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 it's, it's, I think this recovery, if you've been over-invested in the market, I think you've got to take a real hard look at, at where you are and, 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 and manage your retirement and manage some of your risk. And I think the market is giving you that to some extent uh, this this year, we, the S and P 500 is above the 200-day moving average. Uh, we're coming in on year end, uh, and, and so there's a lot of money in the sidelines. It, it, it's going to kind of come in, and so uh, we really like this. We tend to be very very busy this time of year because there's typically either opportunities to buy or sell things. Either things get ridiculously cheap, or they get they they get expensive depending on on the the, the situation whether the, whether the uh, a lot of the institutions want to hold something in the portfolio as an example nobody wanted to own oils at the end of 2020 because Joe Biden is going to come in and it's going to eliminate oil and gas completely and so all the institutions dumped them and you could go buy Exxon for thirty three dollars uh, a share and now it's what one hundred and ten and so you get those type of opportunities. Uh, We've had a good run-up. Uh, my thinking on a couple things, the tech sector, I still think, I think it's still a tougher road going forward. Uh, I, there, I think so many companies have poured so much money into technology, and I think that's now shifting, in the, in the, and they're putting more money into factories, in, in, into, into plant, into equipment, uh, in, into redundancy of manufacturing operations in the United States. And so I think, I, I, I think we're seeing some changes there, so we're not as big on tech. We like a lot of the manufacturing companies. The problem is right now they're expensive. And so I think you've got to be a little patient in here with these markets and give some – I think the bond market is still really underwater. I think there are some opportunities in that a little further out over the near term that should do well. If the economy slows, I think you're going to see a lot more money coming into the bond markets uh, be, be because I think people have been shocked by the volatility out there with the, with their things. So I think it's going to be important to protect yourself going into into, into 2023. Look, we're going to write about all this in the Max Up Savings Report. If you're not on our, on, it, on our, our list, just go to the website. It's completely free. I write it to help you out. It's maxoutsavings.com. You can also schedule an appointment with me, and I'll be happy to sit down with you. We'll go over your financial situation. We're here in Houston. Uh, if you need some help, we'd like to help you out. Uh, it's maxoutsavings.com. Until then, remember our motto in philosophy, which is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. That, is, my friends, is the real key to building up wealth over the long term. I hope everybody has a great weekend. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. Gallery Furniture's home for the holiday sale. I'm Mattress Mac. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.